0: think it's I think it's really funny right um welcome back to the show everybody appreciate you listening um I think it's really funny that a lot of you feel like I don't see what you message me and what do I mean by that um I see that I've gotten an influx of messages lately talking about oh I guess we're only doing women with only fans on the show now it's the only ones you're interviewing I'm gonna stop you right there number one Obviously not my intent. My intent is to interview veterans or first responders or law enforcement, anybody in this kind of community, right? Um, in the greater Houston area, all I've found to do sit-down interviews with is a lot of uh, veterans, and a lot of them, the majority on the show so far, have been women. And yes, they have an OnlyFans, but that has nothing to do with anything, just coincidental. So I've heard your cries, right? I want more testosterone on the show. I want more manly shit. I want to talk about Fucking beef jerky and push-ups and driving stick shift and John Wayne movies or whatever. Um, so I found the manliest man I could find. <laughs> uh, my friend Jonathan Lugo, Petty Officer Lugo, uh, part of the Navy Submarine Force. And um, see, I'm representing sub guys. I'm all over the place. And uh, he is leaving here in Houston to go to Rotten Grotten to go back active... Uh, Uh, deployable operational submarine duty which just goes to show that recruiting is so bad he would rather go back underway with submarines. Um, He's a a really good dude. I'm glad he could do this. Um, One of the best people I've met out here by far and uh, he's gonna talk a little bit about what it's like to you know be a submarine sailor, uh, the struggles of recruiting, and the benefits of just being a good fucking person. So take it away (laughs) like I'm like I'm pitching to somebody. Uh, so here's Petty Officer Lugo. Recording. John, thanks for doing this. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. So uh, for the people who don't know who you are, who who are you and why are you here? So nobody knows who I am. Perfect. Let's change that. Because I am a nobody. That's right. <laughs> but I want to be a someone. Well, let's go. Let's so, do this. But Let's talk about it. So obviously... Uh, This is my buddy John. Uh, We met in recruiting. Um, He's about to leave, and I thought it'd be great to have him on the show to talk about um, kind of his recruiting woes, but before that, he's also part of the submarine community in the Navy, so I thought it'd be great to have some sub-representation on the show, which we haven't got, so um, let's start there, man. Let's let's hear the story of Jonathan Lugo.
1: Yeah, man, so I'm originally from the Corpus Christi area, a Mm -hmm. small town called Portland, Texas, not to be confused with oregon or maine
0: has it ever been
1: always okay okay (laughs) um different climates Hmm. um joined the navy originally in 2010 and i got a pretty high asvap score and they said hey we want you to be an abh no offense to abhs but i thought you know what i feel like i could do better than that yeah so i actually backed out of my contract so i'm every recruiter's worst nightmare oh no i wasn't a a trite you did this you started this i did this (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I backed out of that contract and uh, continued working. Hmm. I was working at H E B grocery store.
0: So I will say though, um, not to cut you off immediately, but H E B as someone who's not a Texan, fantastic, amazing. I'm, it is a cornerstone of Texas lifestyle, and uh, I've I've dogged on this show before about Whataburger and stuff. Very very mid, in my opinion, but H uh, E B home run. I'll always support H E B.
1: Yeah. And I worked for
0: that company for eight years.
1: So oh, nice. I okay. learned a lot of my management skills and uh, people skills within H-E-B at a very mm-hmm. young age. So, uh, backed out of my contract and moved to Austin okay. after coming out to my parents. Okay. Yeah. yeah so, um, LGBTQIA plus alphabet mafia here.
0: Yeah. I was going to say, well, I don't know all the letters. <laughs> <so>. We <laughs> you ele- just, you just add them. Oh, gotcha. yeah. Okay.
1: <laughs> no offense to anybody. <laughs> sure. 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 Um, <laughs> moved to Austin, did the whole thing in my 20s. Mm-hmm. Um moved to San Antonio, joined the Navy again. Um a little bit of a lower ASVAB score, but you know what? I'll take it. Yeah, still yeah. a dub. <laughs> and um, as long as you pass these I days. I was 25 when I joined, so Okay. Yeah, yeah. Um actually shout out to one of my friends' younger sisters. She actually tutored me for my ASVAB. Very nice. So Very nice. because of her, I'm in in the Navy and I well, besides my dedication, but <laughs> Thank you. That's right. That's right. Um, so, pick SCCF. For those that don't know, that's the Submarine Electronics Computer Field. And at the time, it was branched out into uh, Navigation Electronics Technician. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was Comms uh, Division in there. There was um, FT, which is Fire Control Technician,
0: and Sonar Techs. So, when you decide to do uh, that rating, did you really know anything about the subculture, or you were just kind of interested, or what? Not a single thing. Okay, gotcha. So
1: all I had known was stuff from like movies like U571 and things like that. the (laughs) Cheesy uh, Humphrey at October movies and stuff like that. Um, But I specifically told the the classifier when I sat down in MEPS, I want to do something that not a lot of people can do or want to do. There you go. Because I saw it as if I'm going to give my time and effort into this demanding job, as they put it, um, I want to get some reward out of it. Okay. So um, I did that, shipped out, did boot camp, went to Groton, Connecticut, mm-hmm. good old rotten Groton. <laughs> um, wanted to get stationed in you know San Diego like everybody in the Navy does, but I guess- Yeah. Is it nice? I've heard it's nice. <laughs> Wouldn't know. I hear it's expensive.
0: Yeah. Well, that too. Yeah.
1: I mean, the tacos are good, but- Okay. I could do without the cost of everything else. <laughs> um, so Groton ended up staying there for five years. Oh, wow. So okay. since I've been 18 years old- Connecticut yeah. was a place that I've been the longest. Okay. And here in Houston, you know, I've only been here three years, so and I'm about to go back to Connecticut. Yeah. Um, so uh, did the NaviT job, um, made E6 within five years. Very nice. Uh, got meritoriously promoted mm-hmm. once. Uh, made second class my first try up because we had an 88% quota.
0: That's a good, <laughs> good odds right there. Yeah, <laughs> and
1: uh, when I made first class, I actually, I uh, think the quota was 17%.
0: Okay, there you go. At the time, that's more and that's more like it. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I actually took advantage of the uh, command allowing me to take TAD to go back to Connecticut to go study for my exam because can't really study for that here in that's Houston,
0: tr- right? Because it's clearance. Yeah. Yeah. yeah yep. So I did go back
1: and uh, made first class off of that. I have uh, two deployments under my belt. Mm-hmm. I did uh, two UCOM deployments. Okay. So northern runs, as some people will call them. Okay. Um, ports that I've been to were uh road to Spain mm-hmm. and been to Bergen or uh what do we call it Hawkinsvern is the name of the base in Norway okay uh also went to uh Helensburgh Scotland or Fasling is the name of the base okay um yeah basically that's
0: it <laughs> cuz so yeah I mean that's fair so my biggest thing um like most people uh submarine community is small as far as like the personnel but also small as in like the living quarters the only time i've been on a sub is uh, a guy i knew took us on a tour when i was stationed in hawaii he was like hey anyone want to come tour so that was like, absolutely like five minutes in there i was like give me the fuck out of here <laughs> how the fuck do you guys do this so I, I i always asked sub guys like what what's it like being like underway and like living that lifestyle like you just something you get used to or
1: yeah so the first time I ever stepped foot on the boat, I was like, How is this thing even floating? Right, exactly. You know? So I was what they call a nub. You know, I was unqualified, so I had no okay. idea how ballast takes worked or anything like that. I so still don't. So. <laughs> so I'll teach you one day. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Um, so um, I had a lot of questions. Mm-hmm. I was running around like I didn't know anything, which I didn't. Right. I mean, I still don't. <laughs> exactly. well, we're you've been all, recruiting. recruit, exactly. We're always yeah. learning. That's right. That's right. So um, the tight quarters, definitely. Uh, you learn people's first last names middle names yeah birthdays spouses their kids yeah besides all that you also learn their smells
0: yeah well that was that was the next thing i was going to say is like because i've been underway on a just a regular uh lhd like navy ship before and it was bad enough in there so i can only imagine like um and i learned the term hot racking from sub guys that came from y'all's community could you explain what that is (laughs) yeah so in the smaller boats the
1: fast attack boats Mm -hmm. um You'll have three people per two racks.
0: No, oh, that's, that's insane. So you get <laughs> a
1: you get uh, a third of one rack and a third of another rack yeah. to store your stuff. And um, you're talking only maybe five inches deep worth of storage space. Yeah. And uh, the rack is probably a little bit wider than this table that we're s- s- yeah, sitting exactly. at right yeah. now. So not that wide. No. Um, hit my head plenty of time trying to get out of sure. the rack once the general alarm goes off or something like that. Oh. So so many cuts and bruises. Uh, but you know, you have to hope that people shower and you have to yeah. hope that they change their sheets mm-hmm. and they wash their linens. Um, but it is very tight, but if you're a little bit more senior mm-hmm. and you qualify things a little bit faster, yeah, you know, like your fish, your dolphins, right. Or you're a senior and watch, uh, you kind of have more room to talk, you know, be like, all right, this is my shit. You guys can share that other one. This is mine. Yeah. And so I was always very, um, uh, relax with that Mm -hmm. role until (laughs) I, uh, was qualifying like my senior and rate stuff, Mm -hmm. uh, as a seaman. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, (laughs) um, you know, I qualified fish within five months and that they give you a year to
0: do that. Okay. So I felt like I had kind of room to talk. So that, that was actually, it leads into my next question because when it comes to warfare devices in the Navy is obviously a big thing. Um, but, uh, I've noticed in the submarine community, it's just like, It's a huge thing, you know what I mean? Like you really, like you said, you don't get to say until you've done it. It's kind of the same thing in the FMF world, like you don't rate until you have your pin. What's the realistic expectation for you guys to get your uh, warfare devices, and also what kind are there? Because I've seen dolphins, I've seen like different patrol ones, and you know what I mean? So educate the non-submarine people.
1: Yeah, so the regular uh, dolphin insignia goes to all submariners once they've qualified. Uh, Like I said, you're allotted a time of a year to Mm -hmm. complete those. If you go delinquent in those, uh, you go to Dink Study. Okay, yeah. Nice. So they, d- some boats have changed the name to, uh, you know, be more politically. Correct. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Times are changing. Of course, of course. Uh, so I'm looking forward to that when I go back. Yeah, yeah, Um <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Exactly. Um, that entails staying on the boat after working hours to study, and if you're delinquent for more than a week, or so, your LPO has to come to Dink Study with you. Oh, that's the worst. And then if you're if you go past that, then your chief has to be there with your LPO. And oh my he, God. So it's like taking time out of everybody's yeah. evenings with their families.
0: See, I like that, though. That's something I've never really had in the kind of warfare community I've come from. That, like, yes, you're expected to get your stuff. But I like that idea and, like, that you guys really are such a tight culture. That like, all right, if you're messing up, you're bringing physically bringing people in. So that's something I could adopt. I like that. Yeah, so
1: at first, um, when I saw it happen, because I was never delinquent, was, right, kind of. Yeah. I was not allowed to be <laughs> delinquent in my eyes. Uh yeah. My LPO taught me a lot. His name is David Peralta. Uh he's actually the ANAV assistant navigator. We'll get to that in a second. Okay. On the New Hampshire. Okay. So uh he was my first LPO and he taught me very sarcastically, not mm-hmm. to add, from Queens, um, uh, how to be a good sailor. Okay. And uh I learned a lot from him. Uh but back to the warfare devices. Um Those are generally given to just all submariners. And then, of course, you have the patrol pins. Right. And stars get added to those um, depending on how many patrols you've been on. Gotcha. So those are the ballistic missile submarines. Uh, Those, unfortunately, don't go to any foreign ports. Mm. Uh, So they had to give them a pin
0: (laughs) to make them feel better?
1: (laughs) (laughs) No shade to my uh, boomer fam. Yeah. yeah. um, Yeah, they don't really get to see much. But typically, people that are on those platforms have families And uh, they prefer that lifestyle because they get to go out for a few months and they come back and train while the other crew is out doing patrols. So there's two crews on those types of boats. Um, So they'll be out doing the job while everybody else is getting maintenance ready Mm -hmm. for whenever they get back to turn the boat over. Okay. Very nice. Yeah. So... Um, those are some of the warfare devices um for the submarine community. And once you get into like the acoustic intelligence for sonar, right. They have some that have like seahorses on it and stuff like that that That's are so cool. Pretty dope. <laughs> <laughs> um, get the dopest pins. Yeah. Yeah. So um when I learned that I was gonna be a submariner, um, I took it wholeheartedly. I was like, This Good. is something that I wanna do because this is gonna be the probably one of the most challenging things i've ever done yeah. because before i even joined the navy i had a lot of doubters about me mm. that i wouldn't make it because they thought i was too soft mm. or you know they were afraid you know at the time it was a thing you know being gay in the military
0: right so um that's true i didn't even think of that you came in when was don't ask don't tell repealed 2000 i want to say it's 13 13 12, 12 14 because 12, yeah. i i got to the boat 2014 mm-hmm.
1: and i was the first openly gay person oh interesting on the boat. okay and they're like uh petty officer, or petty officer yeah, so yeah used to saying that yeah they're like uh seaman lugo uh you're our first openly gay sailor on this boat and mm-hmm. i just went honey yeah, <laughs> are you sure about that uh, openly sure <laughs> <laughs> so um there they said you know if you have any problems let us know if anybody gives you any crap i was like i really doubt people are going to give me any crap. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well,
0: it's so funny. Like the people I've served with, uh, over my 13 years that are openly gay in service are usually the ones that nobody hassles. Like truly, you know what I mean? Like obviously there's, there's jokes and there's jabs, but when it comes to actually like worrying about being accepted from what I've seen, um, obviously you can speak more to this, but for what I've seen, it's like, it's still our brother. Like, you know what I mean? Like this is their alternative lifestyle compared to ours, but it's like, I've never seen anyone truly, truly harassed. Um, I personally never have, so maybe no. You can speak. Um, I've never received anything like
1: that either. Good. So Good. whenever um, people would approach me, like, "Oh, do you have a girlfriend?" because that's always the first oh, right, right question yes, yeah. and I'd be like, "Actually, no." You know, at the time I was with somebody else. I said I have a mm-hmm. boyfriend, and um, it would take them aback. And I was like, "It's not that big of a deal, guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm just here to do my job." <laughs> just watch so their brains
0: like reload for a second. Yeah. yeah.
1: So I was I was embraced, and uh, I moved through pretty quickly. I'm not gonna lie. Um, with my work ethic that I had, you know, been that I had since yeah. I was a kid. Cause coming from a Hispanic household, yep, yep. cleaning and mowing the lawn since I could walk. <laughs> so, um,
0: that's your warfare device. That's, that's my saying. warfare device. <laughs> it's a lawnmower, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I've enjoyed it. Um, and I'm heading back. Yeah, that's right. So, uh, obviously coming from the sub community get a few deployments some qualifications in your belt so you come to recruiting. Let's talk about that. Cause I've done other podcasts and stuff cause people are very interested in recruiting and I've told him, I've told him the truth. It's not ideal, <laughs> you know? Um, I, I don't like to go in guns blazing. Usually it ends up that way. But uh, how has your experience been here in Houston? Like from day one to now, you're about to leave like within a few weeks, like it'll be gone. So um, just go ahead and tell us how all that <laughs> is going. <laughs> Let's giddy up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody strap in. So, I arrived here in
1: uh 2019 and um after going through Noru, you know, the school for recruiting for recruiting five school, weeks yep, in Pensacola. It was a little too much hoo for me. Yeah, I and, agree. And um agree. a lot of what ifs mm. that that were asked from the class that you're not going to learn until you get to the field. Yes. Yes. And every field is different. Very true. I mean, look at Houston. <laughs> i mean do our, i have to <laughs> our district is like twenty five thousand square miles yeah and it's huge. you know some people think that oh you could just run
0: across town and go get that future sailor real quick to come to the office that's
1: like an eight hour evolution
0: yeah so and a big a big thing i hear all the time are all oh, you're recruiting in texas they must be lined up outside the door nope <laughs> nope where <are> they at <laughs> yeah exactly what door are you talking about no so uh
1: first getting here um uh, as a general recruiter um I was in a very prominent area of the district, like mm-hmm. the breadwinner of the district. So yep. I was told that I got lucky with that. However, yeah, yeah. Uh, my leadership that I had, uh, if you want to call it that, <laughs> um, was very, um, she played favorites, my chief.
0: Wait, wait a minute. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're saying in the military, people mm-hmm. played favorites? Oh, yeah. Get out of It was the first time that I'd
1: ever been exposed to it.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah, you came from a very unique and very much, hey, we're actually here to help each other kind of environment. Because, I mean, lives are at stake, which what you do. So, to come here um, must have been totally different, so it's true. Yeah,
1: so I went through a personal problem. Unfortunately, it was with a a relationship I was in. I was being physically and mentally abused. Mm -hmm. And uh, I needed help. And basically, I was told, man up, get over it. Right. And keep going to work. (laughs) So, I you know, the kind of leader I am and that I've been trained to be is just, you know, take what, take what you can yeah, and just keep pushing, keep pushing, keep pushing and deal with it whenever you can. And I think it finally got to me. Um, but got out of that relationship. And, um, this was also during COVID and, yep. you know, I couldn't really go anywhere to like blow off any steam or anything like that. So I was stuck with an abusive partner. Yeah. So you're time.
0: quarantined with yeah that nightmare. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, you know, um, Got a uh, Division Recruiter of the Year at, after all that. <laughs> and when I received the award, I was told, oh, you know, you used all the tools and all the methods. And I was like, no. No. I didn't. No. Uh, because, frankly, I haven't really learned a lot from the leadership here. Mm. And that's a big thing to me. Um, I looked to them for answers and couldn't find it. Mm-hmm. Instead, I found it in... Um, what they were supposed to be like. I thought, okay, well, this is how they should be doing this. Right. How would I do that? Mm-hmm. So whenever I took you know leadership roles within the command here, uh, that's how I led. Right. So you know I went over to nuclear recruiting, and then I was the spec war scout for the area, and then eventually I don't know why they gave me the the lead scout position for the whole district, <laughs> and I thought <laughs> I have nothing to do with special warfare, yeah. but
0: you know, let's, let's do this. No, but again, it just, it just goes to show that, um, if you're a capable sailor or, you know, airman, Marine, whatever the fuck, right. If you're capable and you're confident in your abilities, you can succeed anywhere. Like truly, like you may not master it completely like right off the bat, but like you, uh, you said it all the time. You'd, I remember you'd talk to the applicants all the time. Like, Hey, I've never been in spec war, but this is what I know about it. And a lot of your guys like do well, you know what I mean? Just the Um, the confidence and the encouragement you give them by being real and not trying to be like the guy I replaced uh, to be a spec or a scout that dude I'm not again no names (laughs) but that dude literally he's an aviation rate and he said he did more than the Navy SEALs and that's not because we were talking about the Navy SEALs that's how he introduced himself (laughs) And, uh, so yeah, I can only imagine those kids that went in under him are like, I am so confused about the Navy because this dude thinks he's the hot shit and he's telling us all these made up, clearly war stories. And, uh, yeah, now I'm just confused. So it just, I mean, but back to you, like you said it all the time, I know what it takes to get you there and I'll get you there. But when it comes to that stuff, you guys got to figure it out on your own. So I think, um, I think the Navy, especially recruiting is missing a lot of that. Just common sense approach to common sense problems. Yeah.
1: Um going back to the future sailors that I had, I would tell them things like learn to adapt. Yeah. Things are always going to change. It's not always going to be, you know, clean cut what you expect. Um, You're going to get a lot of things thrown at you and you're going to be expected to do it. Yeah. Um, So that's the way I took every role that I had since I've been here. Um, The authenticity of this command is lacking. (laughs) Um, So I try to be, as authentic as I could yeah. with the future sailors as well as the team, you know, yeah. um, hated micromanaging. I was uh. micromanaged a lot, so I hated that. It's a lot of busy work. Yeah. A lot of, if you're not doing anything, you're wrong.
0: Right. But sorry to say, not sorry. Mm-hmm. The chiefs
1: are never anywhere to be found.
0: No, absolutely not. Cause yeah. once you make chief, especially in recruiting, it seems that you are truly hands off. You know what I mean? Like you don't like in the fleet, you're a leader because you're a chief and you're expected to, you know, do as I say and as I do. But here it's very much as do as I say and then don't worry about what I do. And it's, it's very bizarre. It really, um, I tell people all the time, I feel like I'm not in the Navy. Number one, I feel like I'm in like some weird corporate sales job where I'm just like at the bottom of the pyramid, just making numbers for the dude to the top. So it's it, yeah. Recruiting is a different
1: beast. It's a big machine Yeah, and there's no, There's no uh, heartbeat to it. There's no soul to it. No. It's just um, push, 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 Mm -hmm. numbers, numbers, numbers. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, when I started recruiting, I made it my, you know, mission to know everybody that I put in. Yeah. Get to know them and keep in touch with them. You know, the first sailor I ever put in was uh, Carlos Rosa Figueroa. Okay. And he's still in the Navy. Nice. And uh,
0: he is on a submarine as well. Oh, okay. So oh, I see. I uh, No, I wasn't biased. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but I've, I've never put in an RP, so you're good. <laughs> Does anybody? No, no, we've missed. So, you know, so I'm gonna, to make this about me for a second, but the detailer, the senior chief RP detailer called me not too long ago, and he was just, you know, shooting the shit with me, and he was like, oh, also, um, with you being in recruiting, what's up with us missing uh, goal by 35 RPs fleet-wide? There's only 800 of us in the entire fleet, and um, that's reserve and active component. I was like, oh, I don't know, and he was just like, is are, are you looking? He was literally like, are you in charge of the RP? I'm like, no, <laughs> no RP Lord, exactly, yeah. Nobody fucking knows what that job does, but uh, yeah, anyway, I still yeah. don't know. Yeah, no, I don't either. <laughs> I just know you, as Mike. Yeah, and I appreciate that.
1: <laughs> yeah, uh, so like getting to know my future sailors and things like that. Um, they expected us during COVID to get you know more involved on Instagram and Snapchat and things right. like that, and I really didn't know how to do that with future sailors because I didn't want to put out too much information about myself I wanted to make it more about the Navy Uh, but instead of actually trying to prospect and find people to join I found people to mentor yeah Yeah. so not only in my community but in different communities Mm -hmm. Um, the ones that I went after the most to try to help out were the nukes yeah because I was familiar with the nuclear like sub life Mm -hmm. and most of my closest friends on the boat are nukes yeah so I knew what it took to be in in that kind of field so reached out to them and I'm still in touch with a bunch of those sailors. So it's it's really rewarding that I think that was the most rewarding part of this whole tour Mm -hmm. was to, um, insert myself in different ways in different parts of the country and the world to people that probably will never have a good leader, unfortunately.
0: Yeah. Well, statistically you're absolutely right. Um, I will say, yeah, uh, the texts I get, the few I've gotten, um, people who I put in, uh, not just in the spec war, but just the regular Navy, they uh, have called and texted sometimes be like, Hey, thanks, you know, thanks for doing that. that. That, that, shit makes me happy. Right. But also it doesn't make me happy enough to want to continue doing this. No, absolutely. <laughs> not. Yeah. It does. There, it, there comes a time where you have to say, okay, yeah, time to take care of myself. Exactly. Yeah.
1: So that's what's next for me. Yeah. Um, going back to Connecticut for six months. Uh, I have a few classes to take uh, for like refresher courses mm-hmm. and then a C school. Cause I'm going to go to a Virginia class submarine next. Okay um, and in hopes to go to, uh, Norfolk after that. And people are probably wondering, why do you want to go to Norfolk? I hear so much about it, how bad it is. Right. And the way I see it is if it's that bad, what is making it bad? Mm. So I want to go in and this is my first time ever saying this out loud (laughs) is I want to go in there with my mentality, my work ethic, and my ability to relate to people thats fucking and go, I want to yeah. go in there and I just want to see what's going on and what can I do to help hell yeah that's so, I mean
0: I think that's why a lot of us uh there's that you know called service kind of voice in our head but not necessarily service in the military or the navy but service to other people so I will say well, I'm, I'll brag about you for a second um even though it's my show uh please <laughs> yeah please. exactly yeah no go ahead no uh the very first time we met in person um I was struggling you know at North Shore um and I uh, just hated being a regular recruiter, was just doing poorly. I mean, in an almost shouting match with Chiefs every day. Well, the same one, but. Um, oh, I know him well. Oh, yeah. The, the whole district does. Um, but uh, no, I was just struggling. I just hated it. And you came by uh, and you picked me up in a van. You're like, hey, let's go uh, prospect or, you know, whatever, whatever to get me out of the office. And from the first time you met me, you didn't, you didn't know me at all. But you were kind of like, hey man, like I can tell you're fucking sad. What's that? Like it, it's it that human aspect of somebody realizing that I wasn't doing well. Now granted, I wasn't like in the worst shape of my life or anything, but I was just you know sad. And you recognized that. Not only did you recognize it, but you were kind of like, hey, how can I help? Which I hadn't seen in recruiting in the months I'd been here, from you know the top all the way down. So um, I do gotta say you were a big help in uh, in getting me to be like, oh, there are good people in what we do. And then also being the lead scout, you'd always be—you're a really good bridge between like the command and what we were doing. Um, you know, some of our senior enlisted would say or do something that was kind of like whatever, but you would put out the fire very quickly um, with again a douse of common sense. So it was—it was, uh, it was really nice. how that happens. Yeah, exactly. No, it was—it was just really nice having you kind of be that buffer um, between the nonsense and what needs to get done. So uh, yeah, I just—I just wanted to say that we're definitely going to miss you around here. So. I appreciate that. Yeah, man. That, that means a lot to me, honestly, because
1: I came here not knowing what to expect. Yeah. And every year was different. And here we are at the tail end of it. Yeah. And I've said it to you before, this is probably the most rewarding part of this whole tour because Mm -hmm. I got to learn so much and teach and just be around people that I could relate to.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um, so if you had to give anybody advice coming into recruiting, um, at any level coming from any rating or any community, What would it be?
1: I would say um, every area in the country is different. So think about where exactly you want to go and uh, do some research about their schools, how their schools are, um, because that's going to be the breadwinner for recruiting. So if an area doesn't have that, you know, that spark of their, you know, their education, um, it's probably not a good area to recruit. So I would say pay attention to, uh, education, pay attention to, um, price, mm-hmm. like cost of living. Cause you know, we're fortunate here in Houston, but you know, California, right. It's expensive. I know people that went to go recruit in New York Oof. and it's crazy yeah. expensive. Fuck no. Um, but I would say just come in with an open mind and don't be afraid to speak up. That's okay. always been my thing. Don't be afraid to speak up. I've mm-hmm. had times in my career where I've had to call out, um, you know, my my skipper. Right. And um, I got told, you know, hey, man, you have big cojones. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for those that don't know, those mean balls. <laughs> uh, rough so translation. Yeah. Rough translation. <laughs> um, but just don't be afraid. Speak up. If you see something wrong, mm-hmm. you know, they always say, you know, at quarters, if you see something, say something. Right. Fucking say something. Yeah. And stand up for
0: your fellow man because mm-hmm. um it's not an easy job yeah and eventually i i to to piggyback uh <laughs> to piggyback on oh, the I know you <laughs> first off get used to that go back to the fleet um but uh no to piggyback is like if it doesn't feel right it probably isn't right and all this navy shit all the hoo-yah whether you love your job or you hate it um anybody in the military in general this shit ends at some point right I told a story last time about um I own up for the sale of the quarterboard and I lost the room when I said when they asked you know uh why do you deserve to be Sailor of the Quarter? And I said, honestly, I don't. I think any of those other field recruiters deserve it over me. And they lost their fucking mind, right? Um, but then one of them, uh, a chief we know well, who works in training, she said, <laughs> she said, oh, yeah, no, make sure you, you keep that honesty. And I was like, you just got mad at me for being honest, right? And it wasn't like I was like saying anything insane, you know what I mean? Um, but it just wasn't what you wanted to hear. Those people in front of me. So, therefore, it's a negative strike against me. So... Um. Yeah, I I I didn't win. So the quarter, but <laughs> I that uh, was
1: also the time where they messed up your schedule. Right? They told yes, you one day. Yeah, it was exactly. the wrong day and the yes, wrong uniform. Wrong uniform. Yeah. I and showed I asked up, that question. Yep. Like four times because mm-hmm. I know the instruction.
0: Yeah. And nope. Let's change it up just because. I so showed that, a, I showed up a day. Oh, it was supposed to be on a Tuesday, it up being on a Wednesday. I showed up Tuesday in the wrong dress uniform. So I drove all the way downtown in my dress uniform. Uh, just to show up at headquarters and they're like, oh no, I got move to tomorrow and in the other dress uniform. It's like, cool. So
1: That's another thing about this command or recruiting in general from what I've heard um, all throughout the country is that things are going to change. Yeah. And nobody's going to tell you about it. No, absolutely. Not. But
0: you're expected to know. You're expected to know. Yeah. I I, I, I can't y- stand you'll it. You'll find
1: out you're supposed to be at a meeting 45 minutes after it started and they're wondering why you're not there
0: yeah that just happened to you that that happened to me (laughs) and then you know that happened
1: to our whole team yeah that that one meeting so that we wasted
0: eight hours at oh yeah yeah that one i I, um, i tried fighting that so hard well of course because again common sense tries to prevail it's like why do we need to be there like i understand following marching orders right but here again this isn't the to me this is not the military like if if i was you know you know, RP1, Cincy, at the USS, whatever, and a chief outside of my district said, to do something, you do it, right? Um, but here, a chief who you don't know tells you to do something, you go, why? Uh, because you don't know if it's going to be beneficial or a waste of time, which you will then in turn get in trouble for wasting time and not being on the phone, not being out, not doing all these things. So, um, yeah, it's just, it's it's a mad, mad world out here.
1: <laughs> it really is, and I think the chaos and um, the inconsistency has really push me to want to go back to a submarine and that should tell you exactly (laughs) how bad it is in recruiting um for everybody it's going to be different yeah um i mean i got like i came here with four nams Mm -hmm. i'm leaving with 11 yeah and i bet you anything on my end of tour they're going to give me another nam
0: it's so funny i was talking to a chief buddy of mine uh when uh uh, what was the name the first class he retired out of here when i first got here you know who I'm talking about? I, I I can't think of his name. He was a good dude. I just can't think of his name. Okay, go on. A, yeah, ABH1, I believe. And uh, he, yeah, he retired his first class, like literally 20 years. It was retiring, like had a ceremony and everything. And they gave him a name. <laughs> like, bro, this dude did 20 years in. Just don't give him anything. But then again, we just got a name last month for doing our job, right? Yes. So just the inconsistency of awards, which is a weird complaint, but it's something. It's an incentive to come recruiting, right? You, you talk about, oh, what are the pros and cons? It's like you'll stand out in evals and the award system's different, right? So in order for, like you said, you're, now you're leaving with like fucking almost a dozen names, and you'll probably get one for your end of tour, even though you're in a senior first class build, which is insane. So I just, the inconsistency around here just baffles me. Yeah.
1: And when I get that award next week, whatever it is, right. I'm just gonna be like, oh, there of it course, is. Of course,
0: yeah. Because what are you supposed to do? <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm going to look like a Christmas tree going back <laughs> to the, the fucking boat. <laughs> the fucking war hero over here. Fucking, uh, oh yeah. So I just thought of this. So when people leave, they get piped off. Are you ready for that? Because it's mandatory. Everybody does it. Yeah. I yeah, guess. I know. Should well, I be there? Should I be there? I think you should. <laughs> that means I got to put it on. In so a so I know it's probably. on Thursday.
1: Okay. I don't have a time yet because okay. it's not on the plan of the week. Right. So I'm. Getting, of course, a, I'm right. Yeah. getting a little nervous about that. Okay. Um, but I know Tuesday we're all going. Yeah. Well,
0: Tuesday we're doing your thing. Yeah.
1: Okay. So, uh, yeah, eager. To just get the hell out of here.
0: Yeah, Batman. Well, it's so funny. We were talking about it when you were like just in your window picking orders and doing stuff and... uh I was like, so we're two next. And so normally somebody who's like senior like you are, you'd go to like a schoolhouse or something. You're like, nope, I'm going back underway. I'm going to a sub. I'm like, wow. <laughs> um, yeah, it just shows how the, the pace and the mentality here really will make you do whatever, which is funny because I kind of am the same way. I'm like, send me back operational. I don't give a fuck. Like, I don't have to be in a team. I don't have to be in Marines. Just give me the fuck out Yeah, of here. like so. I
1: know when the command was hurting for numbers recently, a couple months ago, they said, if you want to go back to the fleet, yeah. we'll approve your chit. Yep. And I was like, dude, I've been wanting to get the hell out of here since I got here.
0: Yeah. And I I, I discussed it with people and they were like, No. <laughs> no. You're because me and uh uh Walker, we'll use his first name. He listens. Sub Walker, big fan. Hey, Walker. Hey, he uh we're like gonna be the only ones left in spec war. Obviously besides our senior enlisted. And um yeah, so I was they're like, Oh, you're too crucial, you must stay. It's like really do I have to stay? You know what I mean? Like, first off, eighty percent of the top doesn't like me here and that's like C O like me only because I make numbers, right? <laughs> you yeah. know what I mean? They don't know me personally. So, yeah, um, yeah it's, uh, yeah.
1: Yeah. You know, speaking of that, um, my chief that I had on the boat, Chief Click, or no, sorry, Senior Chief Click now. Okay. Hey. Um, Squadron A-Nav out in Groton um, told me whenever I tried extending on the boat, he said, I needed to get off the boat. I needed to go do shore duty. Yeah. He said, go back to Texas. I know you want to go back to be with your family. He said, submarines have been getting underway <laughs> for a very long time mm-hmm. without Petty Officer Lugo.
0: Uh, but have they? <laughs> Where's the proof? <laughs>
1: I haven't seen it. So, um, you know, that stuck with me. And, um, you know, my mentors, they all um, have done a lot for me. Uh, Commander Otero, Captain Craddock, who's the Commodore CTF-69. Nice. Um, Senior Chief Click uh senior miguel fret uh a nav i just call him miguel okay he was my workout buddy on the boat that's what's up he was a nav and i was b nav
0: <laughs> do you guys have a gym on the sub
1: uh no i didn't think so you're okay. lucky if you can get free weights gotcha okay um we had a treadmill and a, okay. uh, an elliptical a row machine a pull-up bar so you get it in where I mean that's something, yeah. You get it in where you can. You can do
0: a murph, so, yeah. You could you could <laughs> no. yeah, you could do murph. You could do murph. Yeah. Yeah. If you have pull bar. yeah,
1: in the treadmill. yeah, so. Um very limited. Yeah. But I always worked. I always I always worked. Um you know, whenever you qualify fish, uh they say, "Oh, now you can enjoy your freedom. You can watch movies. You can eat dessert." You know, that was a thing back yeah. in the day. I don't know if that's still a thing. It's been a while. Uh but basically when I got my fish, we were in dry dock and they said, all right, let's get back to work. Yeah. And we got back to work <laughs> and I started working on other calls cause I never stopped. I kept going and going. I qualified uh duty chief petty officer as a second class. Okay. And chief of the watch, which is an underway senior watch as a second class. So those are both on my evals. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt pretty proud of that leaving with that. And then coming here to this command, I was like, Oh wow, this is uh Fun.
0: <laughs> oh, it's been nothing but fun. So, um, yeah, um, just ready to get back to work, man. Yeah. No, I get that. Well, I also, um, we're we're coming to the end here. We're all very busy. I gotta play a golf game on my PlayStation. So, um, and I have to go to an Astros game. Exactly. Oh, oh shit. Okay, sorry. And uh, <laughs> I I did want to touch on this though. Um, one of the uh, reasons I'm a big fan of yours, as well as best friend, obviously, um, is obvi. that Avi. Uh, Um, is that your physical work ethic as far as like your workout routine so um, I usually when I wrap an episode I always talk about like a workout of the day but instead of doing a workout of the day with you I think um, we could talk a little bit about your weight loss journey and how how that's affected you mentally so where did you start and where has it has the progress been so um, when I was going through my abuse
1: I was 242 pounds Mm. I don't know how I was still in the Navy, Mm. but I was here. Well, so um, you know, during that time we weren't doing weigh-ins or anything like that. But I turned to alcohol, Mm -hmm. turned to bad food, and um, anything that I could just to numb the pain, if you will. So, um, and I was in a place where I didn't really have any friends. Yeah, and so um, I put on all that weight, and over the years, uh, you know, the past couple years. I just um, buckled down. I said, you know what? I need to learn how to love myself. Yeah. And with the words from my angels and mm. them being my parents, mm-hmm. my brother, um, my brother and uh, family members and people around the fleet, they all, once they heard that what had happened to me, they all reached out and I never realized how much of an effect I had on people. Yeah. And so I've always seen myself as very selfless, very humble and Anytime anybody gives me a compliment, I just brush it off. I'm like, "Oh, shut up." I hate I hate getting complimented. I now. do too. I hate it. My mom will tell me like, "I get you, mijo," and I'm like, "No." <laughs> so, which uh, in English means no, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, uh, I started running, and mm-hmm. I started small. I mean, at the time, I was like vaping a lot and yeah. stuff like that because I had nothing to do, mm-hmm. and I couldn't even run half a mile without gasping for air. Wow. And I mean, was it the Houston heat as well? Probably. It's fair. But, that's fair. <laughs> but I, I told myself no excuses and I said, you know what? Um, don't be a fucking pussy. Yeah. That's the name of my workout playlist on my phone. It's the way to get it. Yeah. And so started small running, uh, you know, eventually a mile, mile and a half. And I felt so accomplished even though it was a trash time. Yeah. Um, and then I started adding uh calisthenics and then some weight work to it. Mm hmm. Um, but I do the basic stuff like coupling back with biceps yeah. triceps and stuff like that. But, um, I stay consistent and obviously, um, I fell off the rails a little bit here and there. Cause sure. I, I want to have fun. I want to enjoy Texas before I leave. So yeah. the barbecue, the Bucky's, mm-hmm. the water burger, yeah. <laughs> even <laughs> though it's <laughs> very mid, but <laughs> say what you will. <laughs> we're all decent human beings here. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Gentleman. So, um, I just, you know, Stick with it. Um yeah. Stay consistent. Hold yourself accountable. I mean, I've even done calorie counting to see actually what I was doing. Yeah. What, what's your weight at now? I'm at right now 197. It's fantastic. Yeah. It's fantastic, so, man. Yeah. Uh, the lowest I went was 190. Mm-hmm. Um, that was uh, last PRT. Yeah. <laughs> <Okay>. Uh, but <laughs> you know when you fall in love and you go to Astros games and you go to breweries, sounds like a you thing, but yeah,
0: <laughs> it's a very me thing. Yeah, exactly. Uh,
1: but um, I'm happy with myself. Good I love man. myself and um. I hope that people out there can, um, you know, stay consistent with themselves and learn to love themselves because that's not an easy thing to do, especially after people bringing you down.
0: Yeah, no, absolutely. I, um, again, I, I don't expect like a David Goggins kind of answer here, but if you were to, you know, touch the ear of somebody listening who might be going through something similar, whether it's weight or like uh, an emotional thing, what's like the one concrete thing that you've that stuck with you to help you through this stuff?
1: Um, it's not. Your job to take care of other people. Mm. It's your job to take care of yourself. There you go. And I, like um, I never went to therapy during my whole thing. I just called military one source. Yeah. And this lady uh, named Patricia Hamilton. Hey. I still remember her name. Um, Told me that. Yeah. After I told her my entire story, she said, it's not your job to take care of other people. It's your job to take care of yourself.
0: Mm. I'm like, Shut up, Patricia. <laughs> I was like, Patricia. Patricia honey
1: could you just keep it down <laughs> yeah <laughs> so that's the biggest thing that stuck with me and uh my parents definitely told me to um do everything with a kind heart and um to know that everything does happen for a reason i hate that saying so much yeah i hate it yeah I hate and most um of it, yeah. you know my faith has kind of been all over the place mm-hmm. but um i'm slowly coming back to it in different branches of it and uh I'm I'm eager to see how much I still grow, and I hope that other people will find their way to do it as well.
0: Yeah. Oh, well, fuck, man. Get me all emotional over here. All right. <laughs> well, we're going to wrap now, but uh, yeah, uh, can't thank you enough, man, um, not only for you know making the drive to North Shore, Houston, but also, because <laughs> we're in the middle of nowhere here. It's fine. Yeah, yeah, but uh, also just, uh, and I want to say here to the thousands of people around the world who listen to this <laughs> who don't know us personally, um, you reaching out and literally just being kind and being normal really helped me out a lot. So I appreciate that um, coming here. You're so welcome, In I just want to thank you for your time, your effort, obviously we're best friends. So, um, yeah, that's pretty much it. You got anything else for the people?
1: Uh, stay positive mm-hmm. and uh, treat everybody with respect.
0: Love it. All right. As always, stand by for more.